This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Let's take a second to thank today's sponsor, Anchor. Anchor is by far the absolute easiest way to make a podcast. And when I say easy, I mean easy. First of all, it's completely free and there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit right from your phone or your computer. Best of all, with Anchor, you can add any songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. So the possibilities are endless on what you can create. Whether you want to create a music analysis, your own radio show, a deep dive on your favorite genre or artist, or something that the world's never heard before. Anchor will even help publish your show to Spotify so you can reach hundreds of millions of listeners. Oh, did I mention there's no copyright on the songs? Yeah, it's that easy. You guys want to start a podcast that includes music, or you guys just want to start a podcast in general, get started by downloading the free Anchor app or going to anchor.fm. And if you need some inspiration, you can head over to blog.anchor.fm slash music from some more idea starters. Thank you so much, and let's get into the episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to The Real Real Podcast with me, Natalie Barbu. In today's episode, I am interviewing Brooke Michio, which is one of the most requested people on the podcast. Every time I'm in Boston, I get like 10 DMs that say to record a podcast with Brooke. So here it is. I'm so excited. It is a little bit delayed because I just had a few other episodes I had to get up, but I'm really excited to finally release this podcast and I wanted to make a huge disclaimer before you guys get into the episode that the audio had a lot of issues that I didn't realize until I sat down and edited the podcast and I tried to make it sound as good as possible but I am so sorry that the audio is not 100%. I am trying to figure out different ways to record podcasts and I tried out a different way and it just did not go that well but this episode has great value, great content and you guys can still like easily understand us. It's just it's a little annoying the audio so I am really sorry about that um but I still wanted to get it up because regardless I do think it is about the quality of the conversation um of course the audio is important but this conversation was really really great and it honestly I like didn't edit it in terms of like cutting out chunks of the conversation it was just like we just sat down and talked and we were talking for like an hour and a half before we filmed this or before we recorded this and it was just nice catching up with her and we recorded this right after she quit her job so if you guys don't know who Brooke Michio is and you guys are just tuning into the podcast she is another youtuber content creator social media influencer and she lives in the Boston area and she just graduated from the University of Georgia and she got a job in sales and now is completely on her own. She's working for herself. She's being a boss. And yeah, I'm just really, really happy for her because me and her have very, very similar stories. Like honestly, our stories are so similar. Like even our growth rate on YouTube when we started, the content we started on, the content we've evolved to, like going to school, getting a job, quitting, having that kind of dilemma. Like it's very, very similar. So I feel like if you guys enjoy my content, you guys will definitely, definitely like Brooks. So I will have all of her stuff in the show notes but I really do hope you guys enjoyed this episode because it was super requested and she's just such a sweetheart I mean she's just so 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 nice um I really 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 liked talking to her and visiting her and I can't wait to hang out with her more but anyways I hope that you guys enjoy this episode and I hope it provides value to you and if you guys did enjoy it be sure to join our Facebook page and let us know your thoughts on it so I feel like our Facebook page is just like a really great community of girls 
and guys that are looking to market themselves that are looking to network, looking to make new friends. Uh, it's just a really, really supportive group and I'm really happy with it. And I love just looking through it and like commenting back on some posts and hearing everything you guys have to say. So it's a great community and you guys should join um, and let me know what you think of this episode. But anyways, let's just get into it. Welcome to the Real Real Podcast with Natalie Barbu. Instagram might be your highlight reel, but we're here to talk about the real real. Hey Brooke, I'm so excited to have you on and we are just going to jump right into setting the record straight. I'd say a stereotype or an assumption that people have and then you tell me if it's true or false based on your own experiences. So the first one (laughs) is Boston is a great city for YouTube, social media, content creating, etc. Ooh, okay. Um, Hot take, I'm going to actually say true. I mean, there's so many, well, not maybe not so many, but there's a few Boston influencers. And it's just, it really is such a major city. And I feel like with any city comes some level of like opportunity to a sense. And I'm sure you know more than anyone, like LA, it doesn't necessarily have to be like the hotspot. I think there's potential for all creators, no matter like where you are across the United States, across the globe, honestly, you don't even have to just be in the US. So yeah, I would say true. Yeah, no, I think so. And coming here, Boston is such a nice city too. And I feel like there's so many people in college here around our age. It's a very young crowd and that's your demographic in general. So you probably have so many viewers that live here. Yeah. I always meet people when I'm like out like on Friday, Saturday nights. Some of my friends are like, wow, you're really popular. Like I think it's just like this is the demographic, you know? Exactly. Dating is easier post-grad than in college. Um. Oh my gosh. I'm going to say true actually, even though like I don't have like too, too much experience with this really. Um, a lot of my friends are guys here. So like I kind of see it from like both perspectives, but I feel like it is just because people, there is a little bit more maturity. I think and guys are more like, wow, I'm actually going to take dating seriously versus in college. It's kind of like, at least in Georgia, it was very much so like uh casual scene. I was going to say hookup culture. Yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> that's the word. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you on dating apps? I am. Hinge is like my favorite because you it's like a little funny, like a little quirky because you could actually see people's personality versus just picture. I, I hate just like scrolling through people's pictures too because also with guys, you probably notice this too, like they're more attractive in person than they are in photos. Not every time, every single time. And <laughs> I hate looking through and like, I, and I hate to be like one of those people that like judges off of people's appearance. And like, I don't think it's true that you have one specific type. Like I think you can meet the right person and like, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like when you meet someone and you like their personality, they become more attractive. So many times that happens to me. Or if you meet someone and they have a horrible personality, they become unattractive. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely – I like that Hinge has like the questions. I'm not on dating apps because I'm in a relationship right now, but I like scrolling through people's like hinges and stuff and seeing what people say. That's a very like normal one to start off with too if you're like getting into dating apps. Like that's like the most like at least – from what I've seen for our age, like 22, 23, like that's what people are on. Definitely. And YouTube takes up all of your time. Ooh. <laughs> I, all is a big word. So I'm going to say false to that. I don't think it takes up all of your time. I think it could. It's very easily like it's the type of thing where you can make it take up all or none of your time and you kind of have to find that like happiness in between. Yeah. Yeah. Especially I feel like YouTube is the platform that we can expand on. Like it gives us, I mean, for both of us, it's our main platform, but then from there we can take that audience and like bring them to other things, you know, or bring them to your Instagram or bring them to another business that you're starting or your podcast or something like that. But it's like the main hub. At least it is for me. No, that's where like majority of like my following lives and like the most 
engagement, if we want to use that word. And you get a lot of negative comments and criticism on YouTube. Ooh. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say true. Mostly criticism, I will say, because I don't want to say that it's all negative. Like, wow, you're so like ugly, you're fat, like whatever. Like, I would consider those to be negative comments, but criticism is more like in the slighter word of like, it could be as simple as like things that I'm doing, let's say my apartment that might not be right. Like, wow, I can't believe you, you know, cook that sort of food or you do your laundry in that sort of way. I'm thinking of like things that I do and that people have commented on. I'm like, this is so like stupid. Like it's just little things. Yeah. And it's not anyone else's life. Yeah. I was talking to Brooke about this earlier, but we were saying how I think at least when you vlog more, people feel like they know your life a lot more. So yeah. they think that they can – like judge you, I guess, because they think that they know every aspect of it. And you learn a lot of valuable skills working a corporate job. Definitely true. Yeah. I think it teaches you a lot, not only about yourself, but just about, especially business, I will say. I think being a business major and then working in like the business world has like, it opened my eyes to so much that they don't teach you in college. I think things that you have to figure out by yourself. So completely agree. Yeah. Yeah. I think that also with a corporate job, you just learn so much about like dealing with other people and like even how a business runs like I know some people work at startups which is a totally different field than like a big corporation but just like learning the ins and out of a business is important that you won't know unless you get like firsthand experience Let's talk about styling hair because it is a whole production, especially when you are battling frizz. And take it from me, I live in Miami, Florida. It is about to be summer. I really know frizz, but honestly, I would rather be doing something else like booking a spontaneous vacation to St. Bart's or rewatching the Eras tour for like the third time. You know, the important stuff. But who actually has time for frizz? Introducing Way's new anti-frizz cream. It is like a superhero for your hair. It provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours. I actually brought it on a trip with me and my friend borrowed it and she purchased it right then and there because it was that good. So how does this fit into my hair routine? It is the best thing I could have done for my hair. I am all about saving time and the anti-frizz cream does just that. Plus the Sydney inspired North Bondi scent is so amazing. You can thank bergamot, Italian lemon violet and more. And as someone who is always concerned about heat damage because I definitely use a lot of heat on my hair, this anti-frizz cream provides heat protection, which is such a big relief. And my hair feels so much lighter and looks smoother after using it. Get busy being frizz free with Way's new anti-frizz cream. It's not just about taming frizz. It also provides heat protection up to 400 50 degrees, reduces and repairs split ends, quenches dry hair with intense hydration, and according to a consumer perception study, 90% of participants agreed that their hair looked less frizzy after using it. I can definitely contest that. And while you're at it, check out Way's other bestsellers like the leave-in conditioner, which I also use, detox shampoo, fragrances, hair oils, and hair gloss. They're all essential for achieving that salon-worthy look at home. So you can frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to theouai.com and enter promo code RealReal for 15% off any product. That's theouai.com, promo code RealReal. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today as it should with Earnin. Earnin is an app that is changing the game when it comes to getting paid. Imagine having access to the money you've earned as you work, not just waiting for payday. With Earnin, you can access up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus 
tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So think about it. The next time you're planning a special night out, you need a last minute gift for a loved one, or you face an unexpected expense, like maybe a trip to the vet, Earnin has you covered. For me, it's about having the flexibility to handle those surprise expenses that life throws my way. So whether it's unexpected bills or needing to cover rent when things are tight, Earnin gives me peace of mind knowing that I have access to my hard-earned cash when I need it most. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability, security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type Real Real under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show, so please don't forget that step. Real Real under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. I wanted to take a second to thank our sponsor, Lola. Lola is a female-founded company offering a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, liners, and all-natural cleansing wipes. And the FDA doesn't require brands to disclose a comprehensive list of ingredients in their feminine care products, so most of them actually don't. Lola offers complete transparency about the ingredients found in their tampons, pads, liners, and wipes. I honestly found that kind of alarming when I heard that at first, that the FDA doesn't require that, considering tampons are literally going inside of us and the FDA doesn't have to disclose the ingredients. Major brands use a mix of synthetic ingredients in their products, including rayon and polyester, and their feminine care products may also be treated with harsh chemical cleansing agents, fragrance, and dyes. Lola products are 100% organic cotton with no added chemicals, fragrances, synthetics, or dyes. And they make your month a little bit easier. So I don't know about you, but the worst thing for me is getting your period and then not having any tampons so you have to run to the store or ask a friend or the worst is when you're in public and you get it it's like oh that is seriously so bad but the way lola makes it easier is that it's a subscription service so it comes straight to your door which is so nice and you can fully customize the mix of products mix of absorbency number of boxes frequency of delivery so the subscription is super flexible and you can change skip or cancel at any time i really like it just because it does get delivered straight to my apartment i never have a fear of not having tampons and like i said it's just scary knowing that some companies don't need to disclose the ingredients it's just a product that i can really really trust and get behind so for 30 percent off your first month's subscription go to mylola.com and enter the code real real 30 that's r-e-a-l-r-e-e-l 30 and now let's get back to the podcast and now just tell us about yourself so who you are i feel like everyone that's listening knows who you are but just a little spiel if anyone's not listening um hi i'm brooke my last name is michio people never know how to pronounce it that's like the big thing yet is it mikio is it i've gotten miko like whatever it is you can just call me brooke like i get it like last names are confusing no one knows how to pronounce my last name either. It's really? fine. Yeah, it's like Barbu. Everyone has like a question mark at the end. Yeah, it's like, right. yeah, like normally people say it right, but it's like a question. It's like, am I saying it right? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's Barbu. They just like read it in attendance. They'd be like, Barbu? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm originally from Long Island, New York, born and raised, lived there my whole life with my fam. Um, my parents, uh, who have an amazing marriage, and they're still together. And uh, so I've been doing YouTube since I was like, 
a, a very young child. I mean, we'll say that. Um, I found YouTube when I was in, I want to say like I was still in like elementary school when it was like the internet was like a thing question mark. Like my parents taught me a laptop at a very young age. I think a lot of other parents were like, why does Brooke have a computer? No, I got a laptop in fifth grade. Yeah. It was a uh, like Lenovo or I don't even, yeah. I don't even think it was Lenovo. <laughs> it was not a Mac or anything like that, no. but yeah. And somehow I, I don't think I was the original one to find it, but I know that I slowly became like that YouTube friend, you know, when you would like, there's like the memes about it. Like you would go to someone's house and they would like show you videos online, like Charlie bit my finger, like um, those vi- old viral video shoes. Yes. <laughs> Even like old Shane Dawson, because he's like one of the first creators on the platform. Like I was the one like finding them, showing them to my friends. Um, and then we made a music video channel and then, you know, that kind of was like weird. And then we stopped that and I started YouTube on my own. That's how I got like involved with social media, I guess. Long story short. When did you start YouTube? How old are you? Ooh. Okay. So on like old channels, like I said, like I was in middle school, but then this, like the channel that I have going now was ninth grade. So I was like 13. We started at like the same time because yeah. I'm a year older than you. Yeah. So I started the summer going into my junior year. So basically 10th grade. Yeah. yeah. So we started around the same time. We're pretty OG on the platform though yeah. compared to now we're like – it's so funny because we, we were just saying like we were on YouTube before it was like cool to do YouTube and when it was like an outlet, it still is an outlet I think for most, but social media is just developing so much. Yeah, it's not – we didn't know you could be famous or have yeah, a job out of it. Yeah. Very OG. So I guess that's like how I got into social media. But from there, I guess I'm 22 now, so fast forwarding like story of my life. <laughs> and I graduated college from the University of Georgia, which – another random question like why did you go to school in Long Island I wanted to get the big southern school experience and a complete change from what I was used to and I think a lot of people from Long Island in the north in general like stay in the northeast which is back here so kind of made (laughs) makes no sense here but I wanted just a complete different culture change and I thought I found that as like a big opportunity for me I was like I could literally move anywhere in the country right now like where can I go and I was like I love Georgia so that's I awesome I feel like it's that big school experience you get the football games you get tailgates you know and I feel like in the northeast you don't have much of that like I yeah. guess there's UConn and stuff like that but it's not a big like football school I mean Penn State but you know it's not it's very different yeah. though it's and then a lot of people from my high school went to schools like like Penn State or UConn, UMass, like schools up here. And I was like, I want to be different. Like I want to do my own thing. And I was always one that like did my own thing. So went to school at Georgia and then um, eventually ended up here in Boston. You just graduated college. So how is adjusting to post-grad for you? Yeah, it was really a quick turnaround for me because I think a lot of people like go home after college and like chill home for a few months and like figure out their life and like, you know, have their parents like helping them through it and stuff. And for me, I had a little less than a month there to kind of like get everything oh together, move up here to Boston. I had a job lined up up here. And um, honestly, I didn't have much time to adjust at first, which is why I think I'm dealing with like a lot of the more negative side effects of it now because I, I into things and I was like gotta make friends gotta like figure out my new life here and I didn't really have much time to process like wow this is a major transition and like I actually miss my college friends so it's been delayed but not the easiest I will say yeah and you also moved to a new city too like you have a lot of friends in Boston or I know you're from Long Island but 
this is a totally different city than Georgia or Athens and yeah. Long Island. Um, I did. I was really fortunate to make a lot of friends very quickly because my job at the time, we it was a lot of grads. So it was very much so like everyone was kind of moving here for the first time. Everyone was kind of looking for friends. So I think it was a very good situation that I was put in right off the bat where it made the transition a little bit easier. Yeah. It's, it's one of the hardest transitions of your life because if you think about it, you're in school from the time you're what, four yeah. to the time you're ideally like 22, you know, if you do the four years of college or you could even go on to do more school. It's like school's our whole life. That's all that we're used to. Do you miss being in school? Do you miss college? Honestly, no. Another hot take, like not at all because I realize now I was someone that used to like get a lot of like school-based anxieties and like stress around. Me too. And it sucks. So I feel very free from that now. Yeah. I was actually just visiting Keon's little brother at school. Like we all went to his lacrosse game or whatever. And yeah, at school. And he was saying, he's like, yeah, I have to study for a test and then I have homework and all this stuff. And I'm just like, wow, I don't miss that at all. Like that sounds horrible. (laughs) And I think it's a lot harder than people make it out to be like, yeah, you know, you only go to class for a few hours a day, but just the whole time management element of it and how things are always weighing on you. Like, you you know, on a weekend, hypothetically, you could be studying. Like there's so many, I don't know. I I just felt very stressed, I think always. And I realized that too, after I graduated, I was like, wait, it's not normal to feel like that all the time. Yeah. And especially with school, like you were saying, yes, you're in class a few hours a day, but that you always have a feeling like, what am I supposed to be doing? Do I have a test coming up? Do I have homework that I'm missing? Should I be studying? Like Uh you're told to study a little bit every single day, you know? So you constantly have that on you, even if you're not physically in a classroom. Uh Whereas at work, if you have a corporate job, it's like you go in, you do your work and then you come back home and that's it. You don't have homework you don't have anything I mean now that we both don't work traditional corporate jobs it is a little different like we do have that on our mind a lot more but still it's nice having that distinction at least if you're going to a normal job and you're graduating college soon I do think that post-grad is a lot better you have a lot more freedom too even if you're in a job for a longer period of time you do have a lot more freedom which you I do. and also financial freedom i think for a lot of people is a thing because i feel like everyone in college is like can't do anything like i'm broke but when you actually start making money from a real job it's really rewarding oh totally yeah i don't miss college at all i'm <laughs> so much happier <laughs> and how is the transition for doing youtube so doing youtube in college versus doing youtube post-grad yeah that was really interesting too um i think in college it was just kind of by nature I was just doing I mean YouTube is always a reflection of like what I've been doing kind of so when I was a student you know there's a lot of like student vlogs and stuff but I feel that when I made that transition my content was not only more like relatable because I was there's so many student vloggers now we're just talking about I feel like there's a million and one college vloggers but making the transition out of it it was a little more unique I think I saw a lot of growth from that because it student blogger I was like wow this is post-grad this is me it's doing my own thing so I actually enjoyed it yeah and we were one of the first people our generation I guess is one of the first ones on YouTube so having us we've like grown up with it I feel like there's not that many people older than us I mean of course there are like family vloggers and older a few years older than us but still we're like kind of the the graduates of YouTube so there's not that many that have graduated college yet because a lot of people are just younger in general that are doing this. Or the older ones, a lot of them, obviously not all of them, but a lot of them just kind of went to YouTube that they didn't go to college. So they don't have that like 
transition, I guess. They had it when they were 18, not when they were 22. Yeah. So it is a little different. I feel like we're like one of the first ones, but I feel like in two, three years, there's going to be a whole wave of them too. I think that that's where there's like a big gap in content, like what you're saying. So I think that's why – I, I don't know. Did you experience a lot of growth on YouTube? Yeah. 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 No, that – I feel like me and you have the exact same, like <laughs> – yes. Growth, yeah. yeah. Like, I never had a viral video that put me – like, oh, shot me a bunch of subscribers. Yeah. But graduating college and, like, going to post-grad life – was definitely one of those things that a lot of people were like, wait, I'm in that same boat. So let me see what you're up to, you know, and like vlogs are so popular now. So it's been, yeah, definitely. I feel like I've gotten a new audience from just graduating college in general. And uh, do you like the stage of your life that you're in now that you're, you just quit your job? I did. So, <laughs> do you like that stage now that you're in? I do really like it. It With anything comes pros and cons. You know, if I was still at work, I'd be complaining too that I have no time and that um, I feel stressed all the time and that I carry all the anxieties in my life into every aspect. But now I'm here and I'm like, wait, I'm a little lonely. So I think there's always going to be pros and cons, but overall I'm so much happier that I can be more flexible with my schedule, that I have time to do the things that I truly love to do, like working out and like, you know, cooking or reading or things like that, that I used to feel guilty doing because I could have been working or, you know, working towards my YouTube podcast, like building my personal brand. Um, So now I feel a lot more like relaxed overall with life and less stressed. Yeah. I feel like when you were working, it's kind of that same mentality when you're in college, like constantly feeling like you can be doing something because you're in a normal job from nine to six or eight to six or whatever it was. And then afterwards you're like, okay, I should be doing something productive with my other full-time job that I'm doing. So it's one of those things that like it doesn't turn off, but now that you have that free time, I feel like it's a lot better with your mental health and everything. Like you, you can also think things more clearly. Oh my gosh. That's the thing. I was rushing home from work to hop on conference calls or do emails or something with multiple different teams across like all the channels and rushing through like emails and stuff, like making, I made so many snap decisions being like, this is, this has to be a solution to the problem because it, it's just a quick and easy solution, quick and easy fix. And I wasn't thinking about like the sustainability and like long-term of like the business or something. Exactly. The proper way. And now it's kind of like, biting me in the butt now I'm trying to like mend all these problems <laughs> I caused in like the three months of my life being like a hectic mess yeah. like I even equate it to like this front closet in my house this is such a small example but I moved in and I literally just dumped everything in there and that closet was a mess for three months because I never had the time to pick it up and like do things I, I finally had time like last week to go through and like deep clean and organize my life and I'm sure I could have found the time to do it somewhere within my schedule. you feel guilty because that is prohibiting you from doing your job, your other job, exactly. you know? So it's like, which one are you going to do? Are you going to record an episode? Or are you going to edit a video? Or are you going to clean your closet? Like, exactly. you know, so it's definitely, I feel like now you have like way more time and you can clear your mind and yes. do all of those things that you like and not also feel stressed that you're falling behind. I mean, I was watching your vlogs and I related yeah. so much to it just yeah. from my nine months or however much I was at work. Uh-huh. Like, it was just so relatable. Like I remember coming home and being so stressed and just being like, I don't have time to do anything. Exactly. Like my life was like falling apart. I feel like. Yeah. And you were still like working out and everything though. You were like actually crushing it. I though is- did have an easier schedule than you. I feel like I lived 10 minutes away from my office. Yeah. My work, I didn't have to be there until 930, you know? So it was 
definitely different. Like if I had to be there at eight every morning and stay until six, I definitely I don't think yeah. I would have. And the commute was definitely like a killer. I will say it's something to think about. And I was like, no, I can do it, like for sure, because I didn't want to live in the suburbs. Like I'm young, I wanted to be closer to the city, of course. Uh, considering like I have the opportunity to do so, I was like, yeah. hell yeah. Like, and you don't realize that extra like 30 minutes in the car every day, it's like w- when you're rushing to get home to literally send emails, hop on a phone call, like I said, film a video, podcast, whatever you're doing, it was like a killer to me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so happy for you. I told you this yeah. earlier, but I'm so happy. Yeah. And did doing YouTube affect your corporate job at all? I guess like while you were at work, not just your mental state, but while you were at work, did it affect it? Yeah. So I think it was interesting in terms of like how people treated me because at first, so I went into things and like not a few people knew that I did YouTube, but they would like privately come up to me and be like, "Hey, like by the way, like I've seen your videos before, like I've listened to podcasts." I'm like, "That's awesome." And then I think when everybody kind of like found out, then it's kind of like a lot of things like shifted for me, and I had a lot more people, which is so natural, you know, asking me like, "Hey, can I grab coffee? Like, pick your brain on like YouTube stuff like that." And it was kind of like the the line was getting really blurry for me there towards the end with a lot of people. Um, asking about kind of like and I my whole mentality when I first started the job was like this is great I'll keep everything completely separate like I'll do like my work and then I'll come home and like do YouTube and do whatever the heck I want and the line was just getting a little too crooked there why did people want to pick your brain for did they want to start their own YouTube yeah I think so I think it was like that kind of thing and I totally understand it like I'm sure that if there was other influencers that work like I'd want to meet up with them too or like I was interested in it like I I I do genuinely understand it, but at the same time, it's like I come to work to be successful at my my job, and that's kind of like a separate piece of it. Or I'd be going out with people from work, and they all they wanted to do was like talk about my YouTube, and I was like, look, I'm just here to have a good time. Like let's just, let's just let loose, you know. Or at least for me, when I was there, I worked with a lot of older people, so yeah. to them, it was a completely foreign thing. Oh. So they had no idea what it was. So sometimes they would ask me, even like, so how much do you get paid on it? Yeah. <laughs> One of those questions that's You're like, like you can't ask me that. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, I don't know enough. Like, I don't yeah. know. thanks for wondering, but or like when I quit my job, they were like, so you're just gonna do YouTube? It's like, very confusing. Yeah, and I don't it blame is. them. I mean, they don't watch mm-hmm. it. They don't understand it. I mean, it's a totally, it's a it generation is. gap, and that's fine. Even with people though in our generation, like when I did quit, though people. Like my coworkers were like even confused. They're like, you, you sure? Like you can, you can afford it? I'm like, guys, I, I like, I think I didn't consider this. Oh my gosh. I had someone, yeah. One of my friends from work, he asked me, he was like, so you're just doing YouTube now and you're leaving your nice paying Accenture job for this? Like, good luck. Are you going to move in back home with your parents? Like kind of being a little yeah, rude about it. No, he was a little, I mean, he's a little more like sassy, I guess I would yeah. say. But, yeah. He was just like, so like your parents going to help you out now. And I'm like, I mean, thanks for worrying about me, but yeah. no, I'm fine. Like you would think, I mean, I, I know how much I'm making. I know how much it costs to live my lifestyle, my rent, my yeah. everything else. Like I, I'm good. Thanks for yeah. worrying though. It's so funny how like easy it is for people to get involved in your business. Like I would never feel comfortable asking someone else those questions. Mm-hmm. And then did you feel like you were being judged at work for it? Or like did you have coworkers watch your videos? Yeah. Um I d- I definitely did have some that watched because I would like literally be having like mental breakdowns on camera or whatever. I was like, oh I'm so stressed. And then I would, you know, get the text from like my coworkers, like, hey, watch your vid, hope you're doing okay. And I'm like, oh shoot. But I I guess that's what I get for like publicly putting it all online. I think that's where the line got kind of hazy for me and I, I thought it would be super separate but then 
I think that door, like I said, like kind of got open and then everyone kind of got exposed to it. Um, but luckily I do have like a really good group of friends or just people in general from, that I met through work that generally like, they're not just to be annoying. Like they generally, like they care about my mental they are like happy for me yeah no that's awesome and when you did quit your job did you have any fears or did you have any like what were some of the things going through your mind when you were quitting yeah I really I'm a very extroverted person you can probably tell Um, (laughs) I'm always like I was just saying like the one to text and like make plans I'm pretty good about doing all that type of stuff so I was kind of scared that I would regret just being in Boston in general and feel, like I said, like really lonely, which are definitely things that I have been experiencing. But I've just realized that with the more free time I have, I'm able to invest into being a better friend to these people. In my spare time, you know, like they're, they're going to work and I could work too from eight to five or whatever it may be. And then I can meet them out for dinner after or like go to and be a better friend. So I think a lot of those fears are kind of reduced. And for me, it was just like the loneliness factor. And like, I don't want to say like being an outcast, but like I made all these friends and then them all to be like, Oh, like she's, she doesn't even work here anymore. Yeah, that's normal though. I mean, I feel like a lot of times people have work friends and it's like just work friends. Yeah. You know, you're not friends outside of work. Exactly. I mean, I feel like even with me, I loved the people I worked with, but like I haven't – not going to lie, I haven't seen any of them since I left. So, really? Yeah. I mean, I did work with older people, so it's yeah. not like we were hanging out, but, <laughs> you know. It's definitely different too. I think yeah. it's a totally different like – situation I feel like for your type of work versus mine because ours is literally the manager and then everybody else was 22 23 so it's basically like college round two exactly and have you those fears gone away since you've yeah yeah Yeah, so I joined the co-working space which is nice it gets me out of my house I just am trying to like do little things to kind of make it an easier transition for me I think because if I just sit here I live alone so if I sit in my apartment all day and just get consumed by YouTube I know I'll drive myself insane of course yeah I'm sure you know it's very easy to do that yeah no it's so easy and what is your new morning routine like now that you're alone well, great question okay so I'm, I've been reading in the morning which is something new which I really like so I always wake up I actually wake up pretty early so I wake up in the six o'clock hour usually okay. nice yeah and I was, I'm so bad. I check my phone. I like scroll. I do too. It. It's like the first thing I do in the morning. I wish that I didn't. I'm gonna try to not. It's hard. It's really hard. I mean, for me at least, my my phone is my alarm. So yeah. So if your phone's your alarm, and then you see like one text, and then it spirals into a million texts, then it's like, oh wait, I'm gonna check my email, and you. you most of the time I don't even have anything pressing to respond to, but it's just like the one text that like triggered it into like everything else. Or just I'm feeling lazy laying in bed and I want to be on my phone and then 30 minutes later I'll get out. <laughs> and um, so then I go – I have coffee and I've been reading recently, like I said, not a lot, like less than 30 minutes in the morning, but I honestly really like it because you don't realize how – nice it wakes you up because your brain actually is like pretty high functioning in the morning like I'm always like oh I'm tired but if you sit there and sip on coffee while you're reading it's like you're actually retaining the information really well mm-hmm. so I'll just read a little bit of a right now I'm reading essentialism back there oh nice yeah, um some like something like self-helpy mm-hmm. podcast too and then I'll like normally like make my breakfast get started with my day but I think getting started with something productive in the morning I'm not a big morning workout person mm-hmm. but like doing something good for myself that I feel good about the rest of the days like reading, making my bed, like little little habits like that. Yeah, I think that's really important. Are you more of a morning person, you think, now? Or have you always been? I've never been my entire life. And now I like I am because I think my work transitioned me to that because I was waking up in the five o'clock hour for work. 
And I realized how much I like that morning time. I love a nice morning. Yeah. Having I hate being rushed in the morning. It's the worst. It is the yeah. worst. I love waking up early, having a leisurely morning, doing yeah. what I want to do, not feeling like rushed for time. You know, I it makes me genuinely so happy and like sets me out for such a good day. Yeah, it does. You, I feel like having like the morning rituals is something, and for everybody, it looks different. You know, like, I feel like you work out in the morning. Yeah, you? I have to work out in the morning, or else I will not work out the rest of the day. Yeah. So right now, I'm actually working out in the afternoon, and I'm like. <laughs> that's I actually go to the gym because I I'm not a good afternoon person. Yeah, I literally get up and I work out and then I eat immediately afterwards. Maybe uh, it's just hard for me to find that mo- that motivation in the morning. Like I'm I find that I can like do something self helpy and then I I like a good evening workout. If I like sat down and read a book and drank coffee in the morning, I wouldn't work out. I have yeah. to go immediately. Like I wake up and I brush my teeth, I wash my face, and I put on my workout clothes, and I'm out the door within 35 minutes. So because if I sit around for too long, I'm not going to do it. It just makes you feel like, okay, I've already done something motivating to my day. Like you've already read a good book. You've already listened to a helpful podcast and learned something. And then working out, you've already worked out. You know, it's that one thing. You're like making your bed even. If it's something as small as that, like – I woke up like this morning. I was like, wait, I feel so good for the day because it's like – I don't know – Space is so important. Even when I'm on vacation, I try to do something that's good. Like I, I don't know. I a morning routine for me is so important. I'm a big morning person yeah. too now. I used to always like watch morning videos and like try to change my life and stuff. But in college, I found that it was really hard because I don't want to blame it on like my surroundings. But I was always roommates with people that might like I freaking love my best friends. But it wasn't the most motivating situation. Yeah. I think when my roommates. Until nine or ten, and I'm like trying to change my life over here. Oh, a hundred percent. Like when I'm on vacation, if I'm with friends, I don't do anything. On the weekends, me and my roommate will lay in bed for so long. You know, like if she wasn't getting up in the morning either, I think it would be harder for me too, also. So it definitely helps having that like productive environment. I just wanted to take a quick break to thank TM Soft's White Noise Sleep Sounds for sponsoring today's episode. Are you having trouble sleeping, focusing, or relaxing? If the answer is yes, then TM Soft's White Noise Sleep Sounds podcast has got you covered. This hour-long podcast is made to help you get rid of distractions, reduce stress, relax, and get better sleep. You can listen to the sounds of nature, white noise, relaxing music, and so much more. You can check out the TM Soft's White Noise Sleep Sounds podcast on Spotify or wherever else you listen to your favorite podcasts. And when you did transition to quitting, going full-time, how was the support from, like, your friends, family, subscribers? Okay. So my family was remarkably supportive because they saw me suffering. I think they're the closest to me, of course. So, like, I would call them and be like, I can't do this, you know. And I think that they were like, you know, as long as you financially can figure it out, like, we're going to support you no matter what. Like, I think even if I needed help, they would help me, of course. They're not going to be like, good luck. Like, bye. (laughs) They want what's best for me. But – I am supporting myself, so they're proud of me just for that, I think. Um, friends, I think there was a lot of – I have a lot – we just talked about this too. Like we have so many different friend groups. So yeah. I, I think a lot of people are trying to support though because they also – I think when people see you suffering in a way where it's like stretching yourself too thin and you don't have to be, like both of us are so lucky we had the flexibility of choosing something else versus like struggling and doing both, which I know not everybody has the luxury. But those closest to you see it the most. So my friends and family were really supportive. And honestly, when I posted online, I was really scared. <laughs> I was like, this could go one or two ways. I was, yeah, no. I That was the, my biggest fear was posting it online. Because you just don't know how people are going to react. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And it was also really weird for me because I was like not really – not that I was intentionally not announcing it, but I was like still working on the videos, but I was out of town and people are really – you don't realize how interactive people are in your life. Like I was out on the go. People were messaging me on Instagram. Like, why aren't you at work today? I would travel a lot on the weekends just because obviously that was like the only time I could travel. And I was lucky. I worked from home on Fridays. My job allowed me to work from home every single Friday. So So it was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I was always on Thursday night. I'd take a flight if I was traveling and go somewhere. And so many people were like, how are you taking all this time off? And like, I wasn't taking any time off because I was still working on Friday, but it just looked like it because I was in another place. Or if I actually did take a vacation, they'd be like, so like, how are you not at work? Why are you not at work? Did you quit? Did you like all the time I'd get messages like that? Kind of like confusion more so at first. And a lot of people are just announce what what's happening, Brooke. And then, um, I did post the videos and I kind of think I strategically did in the sense where I did a video where I was showed, you know, my thought process and then I did like a video of me actually doing it and then Q and A like to kind of clear up everything. So I think it was kind of how I approached it, but the support was really, truly like amazing. I would say like 98% of people were really positive. The other 2% of people I would say was extremely negative, but you're going to get that. I think there's some people out there that literally only post negative comments, no matter who they're watching. Oh, so it's like it's not you it's literally them (laughs) whenever I get like mean comments I just delete the comment I'll block the person from my channel because I don't want you watching my videos anymore if you're gonna say something negative and some people even have a negative response to that they're like why are you deleting comments why are you deleting blocking people it's like would you allow that you know would you I don't know it's just why would I want to see that I already know you don't like me so I'll say that, like, why'd you delete my comment? I'm like, well, sorry, I don't want to be called ugly today. Like, I don't know. <laughs> no, exactly. It's very understandable. But yeah. for the most part, I mean, like you were saying, 98% of comments are so sweet. And it was really shocking because I was nervous that – I think I was more nervous about, like, my loyal subscriber that was, like, from the beginning. Like, I'm picturing, like, this person in mind that's, like, I'm so proud of you for pursuing a real job and, like, doing what most YouTubers don't do. And they're like my loyal, loyal subscriber. Like I don't, I care less about the opinions of haters. Honestly, like I mean, I, my, I'll, I'll read the comments and I'll care about it. But I care so much more about my valuable subscribers that have been with me for years and years. Oh yeah, I value their opinions so much. So that's when it was like more hurtful to me. I think the people that are like, I've watched you for years and now you're not relatable anymore. That's a hurtful comment to me. Yeah, it's a fine line when we have our lives be our job. You know, at the end of the day, that's what it is. Like our lives are our job, which is the coolest thing ever. Like I would never trade it for anything, even the negative comments. Like I would still choose to get positive. You know, like I would still choose this job every single time. But it is um, difficult when your life is your job. So you have opinions on things that other people can do without even thinking about other people's opinions. But like we know that we will get opinions from other people like so many people when they quit their job all they have to worry about is their own personal finances and that's it and yes at the end of the day so do we but we also have that in the back of our mind like yeah and how to handle certain things it's yeah it's a lot of thought that goes into it still like we have the best job ever and like yeah so grateful for it and what do you have planned for the future oh my gosh okay so I have a podcast with one of my best friends, honestly, of life. I don't even like to say like internet best friend. Like we met through YouTube, but we very quickly, years and years ago, became really best friends, Danielle Carolyn. And it's a great podcast. Go listen to it. 
called Gals Can Go. And we really want to expand that into a lot of different things. We are trying to work on maybe some live shows. Oh. Um, sort of more like meetup based things. Um, Danielle's really big on the meetups and I like them too, but Danielle's like, let's go, let's do it. And she's really motivating to me. And I'm just taking a larger like business role, I think, in that as well. And focusing on my content, I guess that's what we'll say. Also, just like I said, with that transition from post-grad, I missed that whole because I jumped right into my job and I, I, I'm just really lucky. I went on an amazing trip to Greece, but then I literally came back and started my job right away. So I didn't have that time for self-discovery, if we'll call it that. And really figuring out about who am I without college. So I think that's kind of like bringing it back to that too. I think also it's good for if you are trying to discover something that you're passionate about, it's a good time to kind of think about that. I actually just – the podcast episode that went up yesterday for me was all about like side hustles and productivity. And like I feel like that's a great time to discover if you want to start a side hustle, for example, to start it. You don't have any other obligations. I mean a lot of people do go straight to work or they might have a – part-time job but for the most part your your head is more clear than when you're in school so it's a great time to even try to do something like that it is a really good time and I think a lot of people don't get the opportunity to take advantage of it and I I also want to say like there's no pressure to get a job right away Mm -hmm. you're out of where you're living and you need to pay rent like I understand people's circumstances are different but it's okay to take your time and do it. Yeah. There's literally no rush. And even getting a part-time job in the summer while you exactly. wait for your full-time job, you're still going to have more time. So even doing something like that, like working part-time, so you're still getting an income, but not a complete full-time like corporate job. Love yeah. That. And what is the best piece of advice that you've ever received? This one's always a hard oh. question for people, but I love asking it. Okay. All right. This is actually interesting because it's something that like my parents have always told me. And then it kind of recently came up again with like corporate life, I will Mm -hmm. say. Um, And it's kind of like to like you do you and like put your blinders on and like don't care what other people say. And I remember when I first started like my – so we were basically like buddies at this job where someone like a year older than you that did the job a year ago. And he was like – he like pulled me and like the other buddy into the room. And he was like, you guys, you, there's going to be a lot of BS around here. There's going to be a lot of things that you are like, why are things happening this way? Or why is that person seeking this role and I'm not? And that's when you got to put your blinders on, put your head down and just work. Yeah. And it really like all in my head that I was like, that could apply to like everything in life. Literally everything, yeah. That you love doing that maybe people in your life aren't the most supportive of. Mm-hmm. And I think like for a while for us, like that might've been like YouTube. Like when people used to think it was weird or – normal um and I, th- I think yeah that comes with like putting yourself first and stuff too but just uh, doing what makes you happy even like in a corporate job just like we we're saying there's gonna be bs there's gonna yeah. be promoted that you don't understand why but like uh-huh. focus on yourself and work on your goals and prove to your boss that you're like a hard worker you know and yeah. then and just only worry about you i feel like that's like such good advice in anything it is. in school too like yeah hard when you're in like a competition based like field like I was in sales so it's yeah. hard because it's a direct like you see people's success next to you and you're like wait I'm literally doing the same thing as them why are they like successful or even with YouTube like it's very easy to compare numbers to oh people. yeah and that's what it comes to, but like you gotta put your blinders on and like you can't you can't be someone else if you were born to be you so just I love that <laughs> I love that thank you. thank you so much for coming on my oh, podcast and where can they find you? So, YouTube channel, um, youtube.com slash Rick Michio. 
And then on all my socials, it's just at Permicio, M-I-C-C-I-O. Perfect. Yay. And your podcast, Gals on the Go podcast yes. with you and Danielle. Thanks for being on my podcast. <laughs> Bye. I hope that you guys enjoyed this podcast. I really love the conversation that we had. It, I hope that it felt like you were just sitting in the room with us chatting and not like a formal interview whatsoever. That's always the goal of my podcast. So thank you guys so much. And if you guys did enjoy it, be sure to give us five stars on iTunes. That means so much to me if you guys could do that. I mean, it just takes like it actually takes time to review podcasts. So like the fact that you guys are willing to review it just means so, so, so much. And it's one of the only ways I can really see your feedback or your, not your feedback, but like I can see what you think about the podcast because, um, we can't comment on individual episodes like on YouTube. So thank you guys so much for listening. And if you guys want to follow Brooke, I'll have everything in the show notes, but I will see you guys next Monday on another episode of the real, real podcast. Hey, my name is Lovan Roomf, and I've been working my ass off as a celebrity stylist by day and a podcast host by night. At the Low Life Podcast, it's all about keeping it real. We're talking fashion, beauty, to religion, sex, drugs, mental health. I mean, there's no topic off limits here, and vulnerability is mandatory. You can find my podcast, The Low Life, that's L-O, no W, everywhere and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. New episodes are out every Thursday. We'll see you then.